Welcome to Open Your Eyes. It's great to have you here today, and I hope wherever you're listening right now, you're ready to learn together. And I hope by the time we're done talking today, you leave here with a new view of you and a higher view of your potential, because getting a new view isn't easy. For example, when you have children, you get a new view, right? Your perspective changes. I have five kids, and at one point in time, they were all between the ages of zero and 12. And we were standing in line one day at a restaurant. A couple was standing next to us, and our kids were running all over the place. And the couple turned to us and asked, if you could do it all over again, would you have five children? I told them, not these five. In many ways, our perspective can and does change, sometimes in a healthy direction and sometimes the opposite. You know, things we used to think can change and hopes we used to hold can fade. And sometimes we begin to accept less than we did in the past. It's easy to let doubt and fear and complacency and resignation enter into our psyche. We start to listen to the wrong voice. Do you know how many paintings Van Gogh sold in his lifetime? One. In 1889, Vincent Van Gogh wrote, wrote the following to his brother. Now, I as a painter shall never amount to much of anything important. I'm absolutely sure of it. As a young man, he was dismissed from the Antwerp Art Academy, and for years his destiny, his success, and his purpose in life eluded him. He heard voices inside his head, and they would eventually take over his well-being. And you know, despite painting over 900 paintings while he was alive, he only sold one, the Red Vineyard at Arles. If you've seen the Red Vineyard at Arles, you would wonder how could you ever look at something so beautiful and doubt your talent? How you ever could have doubted that you painted that beautiful painting? Have you ever been doing something that you felt you were meant to do and could do, but for whatever reason doubted your ability? Ever tried and slowed down for whatever reason and then found yourself unable to break away from the habits or circumstances you were in to do what you knew that you were meant to do? It happens to all of us. But in spite of his doubts and demons, today Van Gogh's paintings sell at record prices. The portrait of Dr. Gachet, which I don't think is all that remarkable, sold for $105 million a couple of decades ago. And my favorite, and perhaps his most famous painting, Starry Night, is part of the Museum of Modern Art in New York City, and its value is estimated at $300 million. By the way, Starry Night was painted in June of 1889 inside Van Gogh's room at the Asylum at St. Remy. That was two months after Van Gogh told his brother he would never amount to much of anything as a painter. In total, Van Gogh produced 2,100 works of art. And the total estimated value of all of those works today, well over $3 billion. Now, here's my point. Like Van Gogh, you have immense potential inside you. It's there. And I believe the one true voice of all the voices whispering to Van Gogh was telling him who he really was, one of the greatest painters of all time, that his work would inspire millions. But Van Gogh wouldn't listen. The question is, will you listen to the true voice whispering to you? Sometimes you get in the thick of things, doing the wrong things or doing the right things halfway, and things get distorted, less than clear, less than easy. And we begin to forget why we're here and who we are. So just in case somehow you missed the message today, let me say this as clearly as I can. 
You are extraordinary. And you were not made or put here by your creator just to get by or to wait until it's convenient. You have within you the DNA to make your life fabulous and remarkable. You've done amazing things in your life, but those things are nothing compared to what awaits you in your future. And you were not placed here to paint an ordinary life, but to make your life a masterpiece of incredible worth. And I believe you have been put in the circumstances in which you have been placed for a reason, for a purpose. And you've been given the choices before you, because if you choose well, you can make something extraordinary of your life and the lives of those around you. But it is our decisions and not our conditions that determine our destiny. And the problem is that our circumstances can make us blind to what we can see. What you can be really is dependent on what you can see. But we get so used to our surroundings that sometimes we don't notice what we should. As the story goes, there are two fish swimming along, and they happen to meet an older fish swimming the opposite direction, who nods at them as he passes by and says, Morning, boys. How's the water? And the two young fish swim on for a bit. And then eventually one of them asks the other, what the heck is water? The point is that the most obvious and important realities are often the hardest to see. Things can be right in front of us, but we don't see them. For example, here you are swimming in the rich culture of these podcasts and other things that you listen to. And when will you realize that you have the potential within you to make your life a masterpiece. To do that, we have to listen to the right voices. On a cool spring day in March, a few years ago, a local fly fisherman was enjoying the morning hatch in Spanish Fork Canyon. Now, fly fishermen use the word hatch to describe the moment when insect nymphs, which live under the water, emerge onto the water surface. And after servicing, these insects kind of half dance, half fly along the water until they find their wings and take flight. This movement from the water to the open air exposes the insects to fish because fish see them flapping along the surface and it causes a feeding frenzy. And a skilled fisherman can match the hatch by choosing the right fly and presenting it in a way that mimics the behavior of the emerging insects. Well, on this March day, as the fisherman waited along, waited along the shallows of the river, he saw what looked like a car upside down in the river just below an overpass bridge. As he hurried closer, he could see an arm hanging outside the driver's side window, and he reached for his cell phone and called the local police. The Spanish Fork dispatcher took the call and immediately sent rescuers to the scene. Police officers Tyler Beddoes, Jared Warner, and two others were the first to arrive. Now, there was little information passed on from the dispatcher, only that there was a car upside down in the river, and it had apparently driven off the bridge. So when the officers arrived, they spotted the car wheels up in the river. As they ran down the rocky embankment and approached the car, they heard a voice. Officer Beddoes would later tell reporters, it was at that time we heard a distinct female voice from the car saying, help me, help us. And that is when we replied, yelled back, we're trying to help you. We're trying our best to get you out. All four of the officers at the scene heard the voice. As they waded into the river, and with the help of bystanders, the officers were able to tip the car up above the water so that they could see inside. What they saw immediately took their breath away. Strapped into the driver's side seat was 25-year-old Lynn Jennifer Grossbeck, 
and it was obvious that she had died on impact. Secured to her baby seat in the back seat of this small Dodge Caliber was 18-month-old Lily Grossbeck, hanging upside down inches from the water surface. And she was unconscious, and worse yet, when the officers tipped the car up, they tipped her head underwater. There was no one else in the car. Now, perplexed by the voice that they'd heard, but fixed on reviving baby Lily, the officers quickly extracted her from the car seat and carried her to the waiting ambulance. As the ambulance sped to the hospital, rescue workers would revive baby Lily and keep her breathing until they could get her to the hospital and she would survive. But as the facts unfolded, investigators determined Lily's mom, Jennifer, had hit the cement embankment and driven the car off the bridge at 11 o'clock the night before. Jennifer died immediately of blunt force trauma to the head. No one had seen the crash. And what about this voice that the officers heard yelling for help? All of the officers at the scene were interviewed afterwards and said the same thing. We heard a voice calling to us to help, and they could not explain where it came from. Now, critics have said since that the officers heard what they wanted to hear. It wasn't a real voice, but all of the officers attested to the fact that it was a voice and they responded to it. You know, the truth is that we all have voices in our life we can't always explain. Each day, a myriad of voices yell at us, speak to us. Impressions, self-talk, voices from the past, memories, the shoulds in our brain, or the voice that you follow when you have a hunch, right? Sometimes the voice is a whisper, and, other, and at other times, a loud, sudden sense of purpose. Some voices keep us from doing what we know we should do, and others move us to action. So what voice do you listen to most often? You know, if we listen to every voice that came our way each day, we'd likely run to and fro in a manic rush of doing this and that and unable to focus, right? So how do you focus on the voice that's right and most important? Well, first, we have to decide what matters most. This is a powerful and liberating principle. When you decide what matters most, it becomes a louder voice in your life than anything else. For example, let's say you decide to be debt-free in seven years, and you decide this is because you want to create enough wealth in your life that by the time you're 50, you want to be able to choose what to do in your life because you have the financial resources to do it. And this is a deep-rooted value for you. This decision allows you to listen to the right voices. When a voice tempts you to buy using credit, or your voice, a value, speaks a little louder. When a voice shouts that you need a new car, the right voice shouts that you can do without and do with your existing car for another year. In my last semester of MBA school, my professor set up a special class for soon-to-be graduates. If students chose to do so, he allowed your spouse to attend class with us, so Jennifer did. And in his class one day, he taught us a simple principle. He said, as you leave graduate school and start earning money, except for a home and education, don't buy it unless you can pay cash for it. After class that day, my wife and I talked about this principle of money management that he taught us. And we felt his words were inspired. And we decided that day to live debt-free. And that was an important principle that mattered most to us in our life. Well, not long after graduation, we moved to Cincinnati, excited to be earning a salary. We rented a town home, and that town home needed a washer and dryer. So we went shopping for this washer and dryer. 
at the appliance store, I remember standing in front of a new, white, shiny washer and dryer set. They were beautiful. Of course, we didn't have the cash to pay for it. And if we were going to buy it, we knew we'd have to use credit. As we stood there, Jennifer looked at me and I looked at her and we both knew we couldn't buy it unless we had paid cash for it. So heads hanging low, we drove down to the secondhand store and there we bought a used green washer and yellow dryer for $25 a piece. But we made a pact, we made a promise that as soon as they stopped working, we would buy that new washer and dryer set. And wouldn't you know it, that old washer and dryer worked for 10 years. But because we decided that living debt-free was important, at the age of 36, we were entirely debt-free. No mortgage, no payments whatsoever. And we've lived debt-free ever since. And our life has been entirely different. So much more freedom because we decided what matters most. That voice that speaks to you once you've decided what matters most will be a powerful voice. So decide what matters most. You see, throughout each day, you have a voice that speaks to you, and it makes suggestions. And for most of us, there are competing voices that come to us all the time. Let me give you a simple example. You decide to exercise, and the only time to do that is at 5.30 a.m., and you set your alarm clock, and the voices start, right? One tells you to get up and fulfill your goal. Another says you have another hour. Another one goes through the complex calculation of how you can rearrange your day to get another hour of sleep. And another says that you're really tired. And another, and another, and another. Which voice do you listen to? I'd like to give a few suggestions for how to find and then listen to the right voice in life. No doubt, some of you listening today question whether there's a right voice to listen to. I will tell you there is. It is your educated, and deliberate conscience, your deliberate self. And it will speak to you if you ask the right questions. Let me give you a simple example. I'm going to ask you two questions, and I'd like you to write down the answers if you can. And if you can't write it down, answer in your head. Will you speak the words to yourself? Okay, got to either write it or speak it to yourself. Here we go. Here's the first question. In regards to your most important relationship in life, What is the one thing you could do to improve that relationship? Write that down or think of the answer. Second question, in regards to your most important goal, this would be in regards to building a business or your career or becoming better at your job. What is the one thing that you should do now to be better at that? Now, it's likely in answering at least one of those questions, you were listening to the right voice. That voice that you just heard speaking to you when you wrote down those answers will speak to you at important times. Just like the voice that spoke to Jennifer and I when we were buying that washer and dryer, this is the right voice to listen to. But the problem is, life throws us all sorts of curveballs. We get off track and life fills up with emergencies and emergencies become commonplace and soon we don't recognize our life or voices or the chaos that's going around us, especially when you have kids, right? And to boot, whenever we begin something worthwhile, things get hard. You start a new business or set a new goal, and sure enough, the difficulties begin. Because I don't care what it is, whenever you're attempting something worthwhile, there is part of it that is not fun. Some of it seems tedious, and some of it is difficult, and sometimes you don't always win. And if you're starting or restarting a business and you have to approach people and you need new customers, this may not be fun for you. 
And when you focus on what is not fun, on what you don't like, it robs you of your mojo, of your, of your feeling, and you begin to listen to the wrong voices whenever that happens. So here's my suggestion. To listen to the right voice and to hear the right voice, focus on what you love. To illustrate, let me ask you another couple of questions. Are you ready? I'd like you to think of your business or whatever it is that's most challenging right now in your life, but is very worthwhile, a goal that you're trying to pursue. Thinking of that, write down or list in your mind, either one, what you hate most about building that business or trying to reach that goal. Go ahead. Make the list. Mentally make a list of the things that you hate. Okay, now you've listed what you hate. Now I'd like you to make another list. This time, list what you love about building that business or working towards your goal. List what you love. Go ahead, make the list. You can do it in your mind if you want to. Okay, now think about mentally or look at the two lists that you have made and answer this simple question. Thinking about or looking at those lists, what do you focus on most? What you hate or what you love? And here's my advice to finding the right voice. Focus almost exclusively on what you love and watch what changes. When you focus on what you love, the voices that speak to you will be the right voices. They will free up your mind. It will clear up the channels of communication in your life. And you will value what you have. And most of all, inside you, where the authenticity begins, you will genuinely love what you do. Inspiration will come your way. When you focus on what you love, it just starts to generate the right voice in your life for you to follow. For years, my son and I had a strained relationship. Now, he's different than me. And I was very immature at the time. This is when he was a teenager. I was busy with my work. I was traveling. And I didn't develop the kind of friendship that I should have with him. What I hated most about him was I perceived that he didn't work as hard as I thought he should. He didn't pay the price. And as a result, he struggled a lot. And what I came to realize is that he could read my feelings for him every time we interacted. And I was genuinely painting him with a negative brush. I was focusing on what I hated. So I decided to focus on what I loved about him and completely forget what I hated. I loved that he was kind. I loved that he was humble. I loved that when he was around, everyone laughed. And the thing is, there's so much more to love about him than not like about him. He had so many more genuine qualities than I ever had. And it was hard at first, but I focused only on his good not just in word, but in feeling. Wholeheartedly, I gave up any feeling of disappointment and focused only on what I loved. Soon he started to change, and he started to thrive, and we started to genuinely communicate, he and I. Today, he is an extremely hard worker. He excelled in school. He's married a wonderful woman. They have a beautiful daughter. He has a job in which he is a fine leader, and he calls me all the time to talk, something he didn't do before. Focus on what you love. Completely abandon your focus on what you hate. Let it go. And when you do, watch how clarity and the right voices will return to your life. Next, 
Remember this, whenever you begin something extraordinary in life, whether that is an immense improvement in yourself, a new job or business, or any other challenge, there is often someone in your way. And often this someone is a primary figure in your life. We all have these people. They have to be in our life. You don't have a choice, but they're often a hindrance to change your progress. And it seems like you have to go out of your way often for them, or they slow you down or frustrate you. You get the picture. I have someone like that in my life. And no matter what I do or how I try, they are inconsiderate, care only about themselves, don't encourage me, even though I try to do the opposite. Then it seems I give and they only take. The truth is, I need to change a little bit as well. But that's how I perceive it. And maybe you have a team member like that. And if they are people who've made a difference in your life and they must remain part of your life, but cause you to continually lose ground, then here's my solution to being able to hear the right voice in life and yet include them as part of your life because they get in the way. Here's what I would say. Give them a lifetime pass. They are important in your life because without them, you wouldn't be here, right? You owe them. They've helped you in some way. So take whatever they do that offends you from here on out, whatever robs you of good feelings, whatever causes you to have the wrong voices in your head, the inconsiderate part of their nature, whatever it is, and give them a lifetime pass. And every time they interfere or drag you down, just let it go. Just give them a pass. For these few people, even if it's a spouse, give them a pass. In my mind, I literally say, it's okay. He gets a lifetime pass. It is already decided that they have a pass and you're moving beyond any negative feelings for them. You accept them and you're moving forward. Now, you can't give a lifetime pass to dozens of people in your life. It, it may not be healthy to have certain people in your life, right? That does happen. But to those very few who must be in your life, give them a pass. And this will clear up the interfering voices that come your way and give you so much better clarity of thought. Next, if you've set a goal and you're having a hard time listening to the voices that would give you resolve to reach that goal, here is something I've learned that works exceptionally well, and it works like this. I've seen so many people set goals only to get two or three weeks into achieving the goal and realize this is hard, and they don't feel like continuing the struggle, and so they stop. You see, whenever we do something worthwhile, like change, it comes with struggle. And most people only give a half-hearted effort. And of course, half-hearted doesn't work, right? But whenever you try something new, if you only give it a half-hearted effort, it's not likely going to work. And you're never going to know if it really would have worked because it's only a half-hearted effort. Too often, we continually ask, how does this feel? And we keep checking ourselves each day and taking a vote to see if we're happy whenever we begin something challenging. And as a result, we lose the vote for sure and we give up too early. You will never know if something works until you give it everything you have, a wholehearted effort, and you do so for enough time to really know. So my advice is, or on anything new or anything you're trying to change, give it a wholehearted effort for 90 days. Resist any assessment as to whether it's working or not. Simply do what you've decided to do with all of your heart. Think of it this way. You've decided you'll go for 90 days. And when your struggles come along and you're tempted to listen to the voice that wants to stop or to assess whether it's working, your verbal response is, today is not voting day. 
Voting day is after 90 days, and you'll cast your votes then on the outcome or the rightness of the goal you've set. But today is not a voting day. So, for example, again, if you started a new exercise routine and diet, then the voices start to evaluate whether it's whether you're happy or sad or whether you like it or not. You speak to those voices. Today's not voting day. That's in 90 days. It will cause you to listen to the right voices. Now, here's my last suggestion. Finish this sentence for me. I'll be happy when. I'll be happy when I make my first million. It's just an illusion. You'll want another million. I'll be happy when I get that new house. I'll be happier when I lose 20 pounds. We act as if achieving the goal is what will make us happy. Now, you might be a little more happy when you achieve the goal, but you're not there today, and you can still be happy today even though you haven't achieved the goal. So fully accept where you are. Acceptance means this. You're exactly where you're supposed to be. Your earnings may be lower than last year. You may be older. You may not be as healthy. It's okay. You accept this is where God has placed you and your decisions have led you. And you can't change those decisions or circumstances of the past. But you are exactly where you should be. You're going to accept the progress that you are making today. It doesn't mean you settle. It means you authentically and humbly acknowledge that you are right where you should be because you know where you're going. Yes, I'm 10 pounds heavier than I want to be. I'm going to accept it and I'm going to start my exercise from here. Yes, my business is not where I want it to be. I accept where I am. I've made firm changes. I'm listening to the right voices moving forward and I'm going to change my activity. In these suggestions, I hope you see that you can start listening to and paying attention to and following the right voices in your life. Unlike Van Gogh, the minute you understand where you are and listen to the right voices, you will progress. So focus on what you love. Give your whole heart for a period of time to the right endeavor in which you are, in which you are engaged now. Give the right people in your life that lifetime pass and accept where you are starting and watch. You'll find your voice, and you'll also find success. It's been a pleasure to be with you today. I hope you've learned something that can help you to open your eyes and to move forward and listen to the right voices in life. We'll talk about the next steps to opening your eyes in our next podcast. I look forward to being with you again real soon.